Merry Christmas from A Simple Prayer Podcast. This is Steve, and I'd like to share with you this Christmas time the story of the tiny little Christmas snowman. You know, Christmas is a time for happiness, joy, especially for children, getting together with family, new little babies, as as we have been doing. It's such a joy and blessing. Contacting old friends, just the, the warmth and the love of this wonderful season. While at the same time, Christmas is also a time to remember dear departed loved ones. And that's where the story of the tiny little Christmas snowman comes into play. And this story concerns the two most important men in my life. My father, Ralph, and my brother, Pete. I keep this tiny little Christmas snowman on my bedroom dresser. And even though he's a Christmas snowman, he stays on my dresser year-round as the seasons come and go and the years pass by. He's a tiny little plaster snowman, white plaster, made by a child's hands, three little balls stacked atop each other, the largest on the bottom, the middle in the middle, and the smallest on top. And for eyes and a nose and buttons, he has tiny pebbles. It was my brother Pete who made the tiny little snowman. My best guess being probably Christmas season of 1957, when Pete would have been four years old. Our mom loved art projects and loved decorating for Christmas and would always have us kids make something special for Christmas, maybe for the Christmas tree or to decorate the house. We had a small fireplace, and I imagine the little snowman occupied a proud place on the fireplace where the stockings were hung that year in 1957 and then every year after that was brought out and proudly displayed and triggered so many wonderful memories as as we got older and older. These precious holiday objects would take us back to the days when they were made. Now I hope as a child you had the opportunity to sit in an art class with the other children and make some little art project and If you've done that, you know that every individual is unique. You you just know that by looking at their artwork because every artwork is unique to that particular person. And that's the way it is with the tiny little Christmas snowman. When I look at that snowman, I know immediately that Pete made the little snowman. It just has the signature of of him, of Pete, in that little snowman. There is no one else in the world who could have made that exact same snowman other than Pete. That's his little snowman. Now, not far away in the bedroom from Pete's tiny little Christmas snowman is a photograph of my dad. It's an old black and white photograph, and it shows him joyfully cradling a football in his arms and smiling into the camera with the joy and exuberance of middle age at the time, a youthful middle age, uh, just the greatest smile because football was just a love and joy of my dad's. 
and every holiday season before the big meal. Certainly Thanksgiving and Christmas, if possible, weather permitting, the whole family would be out in the yard just sharing in Dad's exuberance and joy of football. And the rest of the year, spring, summer, and fall, every opportunity permitting, Dad would be out in the yard with Pete and me, throwing the old football, learning to throw a spiral, playing a little two-on-one touch football. Dad really loved and taught Pete and I to love any kind of roughhousing, competitive play, knocking each other about, uh, wrestling on the living room floor, uh, playing ping pong, uh, playing chess with each other. But football was always Dad's favorite, and Pete was always a better athlete than I was, although I sure loved uh, playing with them both, and we both just loved and idolized Dad so much. So it came to both Pete and I as such a devastating blow when in our early 30s we learned that something was seriously wrong with Dad's health. At first the doctors didn't know what it was and then it turned out to be cancer and then it turned out to be metastasized cancer and then it turned out that Dad didn't have long to live at all. And we learned about this in, right before Thanksgiving of 1983. Dad had never professed Christianity, but he'd always been a seeker. He'd always been a seeker, an agnostic, but a seeker. And it was not long before that time when Dad fell ill that I had turned to Jesus. And Dad knew that I had turned to Jesus, and we'd had some conversations about it, but didn't have a conversation about his faith until a medical crisis occurred in Dad's course of treatment, and he was rushed to the emergency room. Uh, We were called there on an urgent basis. Uh, We followed the ambulance to the hospital. Dad was intubated. He was unable to speak, but he was fully conscious. And so I looked into his eyes, and he gazed into my eyes, and I said, Dad, I'm praying for you. Now, Dad was intubated, so he couldn't speak, but he gazed directly into my eyes, intensely, directly into my eyes, and he nodded vigorously, and I could see in his eyes a combination of just intense feeling. There was fear, but there was joy, too, and pleading, and total surrender, Really, I sensed all of these things, and I knew right then and there that he had turned to God. Dad made it through the surgery, and he came home where he spent the few short remaining weeks of his life. And we didn't speak again specifically about 
matters of faith. But there was a sense between us that that conversation had been had and, and agreed upon. Well, Dad's death came as a heavy blow to both Pete and I and the rest of our family, too. But I think it may have hit Pete the hardest. Pete just idolized Dad. Dad was only 56 years old when he passed away. The following Christmas, there was such an empty place at the table, such an empty place in our hearts. But there were the joyful recollections and talking about the old jokes and the old fun times and the old football games. Pete's tiny little Christmas snowman came out on display that Christmas and the Christmases thereafter. Pete and I always did share our spirituality with each other and had many really wonderful, deep conversations about God, about Jesus. And Dad always figured into those conversations our our mutual hope to see Dad again someday in heaven. Well, the years continued to roll by, and every Christmas, Mom brought the old decorations out, the old little art projects, and including the tiny little Christmas snowman that Pete had made. Well, a lot of years came and went. The little snowman was brought out by Mom and went back into storage again for for well over 25 years until... One holiday season, not long before Thanksgiving, we were shocked to receive a call that Pete had had a heart attack. And we rushed to the hospital and got to see him. And But then the next day, he was gone, gone at only age 59. Now mom had lost her husband and one of her children. About five years later, Mom was gone, too. And it was after that that I got to select the tiny little Christmas snowman as a treasured memento of my brother Pete. And as I mentioned earlier, the tiny little Christmas snowman is no longer on seasonal display. He's on full-time display. And I'm his biggest fan. So I was thinking that Perhaps you, too, know the bittersweet joys of Christmas, remembering dear departed loved ones. And maybe you, too, cherish the fond and treasured hope of seeing them again someday in heaven. So I'd like to tell you about a telephone call that I received from a dearly beloved relative A few short days after Pete's death and over a quarter century after Dad passed away. I was at home. It was on a weekend. Pete's funeral had not taken place yet. I was to give the eulogy. And like all of Pete's family, I was still reeling under his loss. And I was just thinking about what I should be saying at the eulogy when the telephone rang. It was my dear Aunt Carol, 
a member of Dad's generation. And it was so kind and wonderful of her to call, and we shared our thoughts about the loss of Pete and, and the loss of Dad, too, so many years earlier. And then Aunt Carol said to me something totally unexpected to me. She said, Steve, I don't really know if I should tell you this, but something tells me I need to. And I don't know if it was a dream or if it was a vision, but it came to me at about the same time that I later learned Pete had passed away. And I saw in this dream or in this vision, Pete, but he was as a little boy, maybe four years old, and he was happy, and he was running as fast as his little legs could carry him towards a man, and I could not see the man. He was out of my view, but I knew that it was your father, Ralph. Well, there was quite a bit more to my conversation with Aunt Carol, but it's kind of a blur to me. What does remain crystal clear in my memory today, is, as bright and clear as it was the day it happened, was the anticipation I felt as I heard her build to the climax of her story, and subconsciously, but not quite actually realizing what she was about to say. And at the same time, subconsciously, but not quite actually, knowing that this meant that I too could expect the glorious day when I'll be reunited in heaven with Dad and Pete and Mom and my grandparents and aunts and uncles and all the other dearly beloved gone before. Well, I'm learning that music says it a lot better than words many times. and So I'd like to share a song with you, and this is sung from the lyrics of the beloved hymn, Blessed Assurance. And this song will serve also as our simple prayer. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. 
watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. In Jesus' name, amen.